0: Welcome back to Amigas y Café. This is your host, Ana Lilia, and I'm here with a new episode for the week. So today what I want to talk to you about is uh, back to school and some of the things that teachers may have told you and some of the questions that you may still have. And I want to do this episode because simply for my own back to school night with my own parents, I found that 30 minutes was just not enough to give parents the information, especially kindergarten parents who have never been through uh, back to school night or any other grade. They are filled with questions. They have many questions that they need answered. Of course, I made extra time to accommodate these parents uh, long after the 30 minutes, but there might be some of you out there who are listening and have these questions and unfortunately didn't have the time to ask them or are waiting for a response from the teacher. So I thought I'd do this episode and just kind of do a back to school night, basics, things you should know as a parent, and things to keep in mind for the school year. The first one, back to school, means back in the routines, back trying to uh, have a great experience with everyone involved. That means teachers, parents, and students. So that's teamwork. Even if you have a teacher that maybe is difficult or vice versa, if you have a parent that's difficult, truly you need to work as a team for it to be a successful year. So always reminding yourself, you're part of a team and the end goal is that your child have a great experience. So sometimes as a parent, we need to take a step back, have our our husband or have someone else step in to do the parent meetings if it's just healthier for us to step back And not be the one leading the meetings with the teacher and vice versa if you're a teacher and have perhaps difficult parents having that admin there with you or having a second teacher that can join you at the meetings as needed so you do have some support and you're not feeling under stress that it's just you uh, and you have that support like I said either from the family or from another teacher at the school site. So that's one thing. But some of the things that I went over on back to school night for me, we're a team. And most most importantly, now that we're a team, everything that goes on at home, your child will probably bring stories to the classroom and share. Yes, that includes if you and your husband are upset or your husband sleeping on the couch in the past. I have had students share these experiences and say, you know, my mom was really mad at my dad. He was screaming at him. And my dad had to sleep on the couch. I've had that before and it was years ago with preschool students who, who shared these stories or they would tell me, I'm so tired because we were at a party till really late last night. Um, everyone was drinking beer. It was so late. Uh, someone else had to drive us home. I mean, funny stories. The kids don't hold back. There's a, s- a saying in Spanish, el borracho y el niño siempre dice la verdad. So basically meaning a drunk and a child will not hold back and will tell you just the story as, as it is without any hesitation. So just be aware in your house. Be aware of the vocabulary. Be aware of movies they're watching. Just be aware because all those stories are going to, your child is going to bring those stories to the classroom and share with everyone there. Another thing is making sure you establish the routines arriving early, uh, showing your child what the routine looks like. I know we've talked about that before, but I just can't stress it enough. Even at the back to school night, there's parents who still had questions and wanted, I'll give you an example. If your child is going to go, I don't know, let's say the daycare bus picks them up from school, be consistent with that. I know you may have a day off. One day you're like, oh, don't go on the bus. I'll be there. It makes it confusing for the child and very difficult for the teacher to keep track of who's going where if there's daily changes. So if you have a day off and if it's easier to pick up your child from the daycare, from the after-school daycare, then try to keep the routines as consistent as possible, especially at the beginning of the school year when everyone is just learning who goes home with who and learning the children understanding that some of them go to after-school care, some of them understanding that they ride the bus home, some of them walk, etc. cetera. So you just wanna be mindful at the beginning of the school year the next thing and something I learned and something I'm even changing for my own children's lunch. So for the lunch back, I talked about it, you know, they might not eat it all. They might not be hungry, but check out the school your child goes to. Is there a water fountain right next to their lunch area? for the school where I work at it's it's close but not very close proximity for a kindergartner and even for my own children at their school they would have to go around the building to go to the water fountain so something I am changing this year in my kids lunch I already send them with the reusable water bottle in their backpack but now I'm including a smaller water bottle as part of their lunch I realized it this year as I've been spending a lot of time with the kindergarten children that all the grades do this. The kids are thirsty, but they forgot their water bottle in the classroom. Well, the teacher can't go back because now this is her lunch um, or the teacher may already be at lunch because someone else walks them to the cafeteria or to the lunch area. So, Um, For myself, one thing I'm changing, like I said, I'm going to be adding a water bottle into their actual lunch bag, a small one, not a full size one, just a small one. So when they're eating, they are able to still have a drink in case they are thirsty. Um, I don't know. I just think about me. There's nothing worse than eating and being thirsty and you still have to walk a little bit away to get to the water fountain. So that's... Probably the one tip I've learned as I've been into the kindergarten um, grade this school year. Aside from the lunches, and I know I've talked to you about that, and I have parents actually asking me for different ideas for snacks. And I'm going to remind you, please, please do not pack the Hot Cheetos. Do not pack the Gatorade uh, for snack or truly even for their lunch. There is lots of learning going on. It's hard curriculum that the children are working with and truly they need food that feeds their brain that they're able to really just work through hard math problems work through counting work through answering questions and all I can say is I am definitely not a nutritionist but I do know that if I eat hot Cheetos I'm just as hungry in 15-20 minutes later a Gatorade bottle is great when I'm sick or if I'm out doing lots of sports a full 32 ounce bottle for your, fifth, uh, for your five-year-old, even your fourth, fifth grader is just not probably what they need during snack time. Some veggies, some fruit, uh, a small juice, making sure it is juice. Those are just changes you can do at home and be mindful. Keep an eye on what goes into the backpack Also, sometimes the children have so many options in the lunch backpack that they open it up, the snack is not separate, and then they're confused as to what is their snack. So packing it clearly, making sure you have a nutritious lunch for them, because if they go to a full-day kindergarten class, depending the hours, if the children are there at after-school care, it can be... Um, you know, long hours for the children, and they just need to have a good snack, a good uh, lunch. If you pack lunch from home, aside from that, other things that I have already seen. Please check the backpacks. The kids are so sneaky; they will bring their toys, and of course, they tell the teacher, or they they'll tell the teacher, "Mrs. Sanchez, my mom packed it," and in reality. I know the mom did not pack uh, the Barbie or did not pack the, the Legos. I know it was probably the child and the parent has no idea the child is packing them. Those become a distraction. It creates a stressful situation. The children worry that they lose their pieces. And usually what ends up happening, even for myself... If the children are playing with them, it's just easier if I hold them till the end of the day, then talk to the parents. And I would say over 90% of the time, the parents are like, Mrs. Sanchez, I had no idea he had this in his backpack. Uh, so, you know, the parents kind of give give the child the eye like, uh, you know, we caught you in a lie. But children will be children and they'll try to see uh, what the limits really are. They'll try to see what they can get away with. So making sure you have the backpack checked and having your child get in the routine of actually packing their backpack. If it's a folder, have them practice. Put in that folder out, especially if homework is starting for any of you. And I know there's some districts that say no homework. Um, even even at the school I work, we just want to encourage uh, the children to become independent. We just want to encourage the children to be successful. So we give an option board in in kindergarten and the children are able to choose different activities such as practicing tying their shoelace, practicing writing their name, um, tracing the numbers, coloring, all fun activities that the children honestly definitely have time for. Nothing that takes the parents hours to work on. So, but having them practice these life skills will be very, very important. The tying of the shoes, there's just not enough time. Um, so, that's why we include it as one of the homework options. The other thing that I would say for the children, if they're having a hard time just separating, there might still be some crying. And hey, some of the students may, have, may still be on vacation and not go back till after Labor Day. I know a couple of my friends from other districts and my own children don't go back to till after the Tuesday after Labor Day so one thing that has worked well for a couple of the children that are having some separation issues because they've never been away from their parents is parents have included a picture of the family in the backpack so if the child at any point feels like oh I'm just missing my mom I'm missing my dad I welcome them to get that picture and just keep it at their desk and it's worked great for two students so far because that's just who needs it and everybody's needs are so different these two students need it and they just go look at their picture or as they're writing their numbers they just look up at the picture but it creates no distraction and I encourage them to even share why they had the picture rather than it becoming uh, a tata tell so and so has a picture so and so has a picture it was very clear I brought a picture because I'm having a hard time coming to school and not seeing my mom at school today. That has been an awesome idea for this year. Uh, The next thing, uh, see if there is a communication platform that your teacher uses. There's so many of them. I can't even list them. Uh, The one I use is Blooms. And Think of it like an app that the parents are able to text me and I'm able to text them and I can set my hours and they can send messages and and so forth. Uh, Not so much like a Facebook for the classroom, but just a platform for for communicating regarding the school, the school events or the classroom uh, events going on. This is important because I have some parents that I don't see very much. The children come in the bus, and at the end of the day, they go home on the bus. And I have other children that go to early daycare in the morning, and in the afternoon, they go to daycare. So again, this limits the time I'm able to see the parents. Having this platform allows me to communicate with them. So find out, does your classroom have a platform where you can communicate with the teacher? Something new that I tried this year, and as a parent, I'm going to share this idea with the teachers at my son's, at my boy's school, is sharing a link for a class wish list. As I told you guys earlier this summer, I got the call and I moved grades, moved classrooms. Well, I was ready to teach first grade. I had everything ready for first grade. And this means I had to unbox some of the kindergarten stuff I saved from years ago. But in reality, I just can't box up every grade in my garage. I would not fit. So lots of my kindergarten stuff I gave to other teachers who were teaching kindergarten and others I passed, others I I just got rid of because I just don't have the space to accumulate everything. So there was a couple things I needed that knew would improve just the the flows of my classroom, the routines, the post, uh, like a 100 chart, interactive 100 chart. Um, what else? Uh, I asked for some small pencils um, so they fit the small hands of the children. I also asked for Play-Doh. Because if not, I would be making the play-doh at home or buying the little individual play-doh brand that is just so small and it doesn't last long when you have a class of 30 students. So I created a wish list on Amazon and I shared that link with my parent with the parents in my classroom, and they have been so amazing. I have been receiving boxes this whole weekend. I had parents buy Play-Doh, pencils, dry erase uh, markers. And I explained to them, I I am able to order, but by the time my order comes in, what am I supposed to do meantime? And I explained to them, I've already spent so much on, uh, not furnishing, but on just getting the classroom ready for kindergarten, making it inviting, making it a good learning um, experience and a good learning environment for them. So I only received positive feedback. So if you happen to be a teacher, I don't know if you're allowed to. I don't know if you need to check with admin. But for me, it has worked great. And there was other parents who saw the Amazon wish list, but like I needed a CD player for the music for the classroom. Of course, now I need to buy the CDs because I've been using the Apple music playlist I created. But anyways, I had a mom write me and tell me, Mrs. Sanchez, I have an extra CD player we don't use. I'll come by, I'll drop it off in the office. It's in working condition and you can have it for the classroom. And I told her, thank you so much. This is going to be part of my listening center. So before I get busy buying CDs, I'm going to make create a listening center for my students. So stuff like that has been Super helpful and the parents have just been willing to help and and willing to be there. So that is another tip if you are even a parent. You can even ask a teacher, do you have a wish list that we can support you with if you're able to? And if not, always the volunteering. I love parent involvement. I love parents coming into my classroom, helping me with the rotations, helping me get... Homework um, package, um, homework folders together, um, get just do different centers in the classroom and put together things that need to be put together. And the reality is, I don't want to take time away from my students to do all that. So the parents are ready to step up and help. The one thing I did share with my parents is give me a few weeks till all the students are done whimpering, done crying. So if parents are able to come in, I won't have a student meltdown that their parents are not there. And all the parents were in agreement that, yes, that's important. The children should know that um, some parents are going to be able to come, others may not. But I definitely don't want to see any tears due to some volunteering and others unable to. So I've talked a little bit about um, just things that perhaps were already covered at your back to school night or things to keep in mind. The other thing I would ask the teachers is if there are events that they know ahead of time, such as assemblies, planned assemblies, Thanksgiving uh, events, celebrations that the school does. Why? So you can put those already in your work calendar and you and your family at home can begin coordinating who's able to attend this assembly who's able to attend this award ceremony and I know it's early on but usually if you make it clear to the teacher and let them know you know I work and I do need some uh, advanced notice I'm sure the teacher will be able to give you at least the information that he or she has available to them The other thing I do for my students, and many of the parents just love this idea year after year, I get great comments on it, is I have the parents write a note to their child. A note in case their child is having a hard day, meaning I have all these notes from all the parents and if Timmy is crying, I can read Timmy's note from his mom and tell him, you know, Timmy. Mom says, "Have a great day." She'll be here after school. Mom says she loves you. Uh, remember, um, when you get home, you get to play with the dog. Whatever it is that you write, so you can cheer up your child. This is a note that maybe is not needed till months later, but having this note usually brings a smile to their to the children. The other thing I always do for my students is I tell the parents to write me a letter. Write me a letter about their goals. And this is a tip I learned from one uh, another teacher, a great friend of mine. And I have the parents write this letter and just basically telling me what some of their goals are for their child for this year, some of their strengths, areas to work on. And having this opportunity for you just to write about your child and give it to the teacher is a really good eye opener for the teacher I learn so much I learn I learn about the family I learn about the concerns parents might have um, so it's a great tip and I know I shared that before in the previous episode but like I said I'm kind of doing a recap of back to school night questions to keep in mind tips you can use Ideas that maybe you didn't think about and ways that you can stay involved. The next thing is making sure you are making time each day after school to talk to your child about school, about class, about their experience at school for the day. Not just did you have a good day? How was today? Because depending on the child, usually girls will talk a lot more. But the boys will just give you the short answer. Good. And they walk away. So you want to start asking open-ended questions. The open-ended questions such as, Today at lunch, who did you sit next to? And what was their lunch that they brought to school? During recess, who were you playing with? What games did you choose? Today, what was your favorite book that your teacher read? Why was it your favorite? You're now asking open-ended questions that cannot be answered in a one word. You can also ask depending on the on the grade level with the older children, you can ask, what was your favorite subject? What new strategy did you use in did you learn and did you use in math today? All of that start creating a habit of talking to you about school and letting you know what goes on in the classroom. I know I've talked to many of my girlfriends before and told them one thing I do is I drive. I drive with my older son in the cars. Usually my younger one falls asleep because he's just so tired after school, after I pick him up from daycare. And I just talk to my older one, ask him about his day, ask him about how was lunch, And did he enjoy lunch? What did he want to change about lunch for the next day? Uh, Things that didn't go well. Was there someone who had a hard day today at school? And you'll be surprised the questions and the conversations that come out of that. So... It's super important that right now, whatever age they are, if they're in kinder, start now. If they're in preschool, start now. If they're beyond that, they're in third, fourth grade, even in older grades, just ask these open-ended questions. High school students say, you know, what class was your favorite today? And tell me about it. What did you enjoy most about it? If you know their electives, I don't know, they're in yearbook, they're in photography, they're in STEAM classes, Ask them specific questions to their interests because then they're more likely to talk because that's already something they're interested in. Of course, this doesn't mean don't ask them about the subjects they're not excited about, but you might have to get the conversation going with subjects they enjoy and then follow up on, okay, so tell me about writing class. I know you were struggling with writing that paragraph what new strategies are you trying or have you talked to your teacher to get support and obviously just seeing how you can support them. I hope that these tips help you and I feel that each week there's just something to be learned and even as an educator, I consider that every week I learn something new. Every week I find myself, oh gosh, I've been doing this wrong and I learn from the children, I learn from the families and as you know, I've been in education for 17 years, as I was saying. So even myself as an educator and as a mother, I'm constantly learning. I'm learning. I, of course, I tie it back to my own experiences and being in school. I tie it back to being uh, in the different schools I've worked with, the different families. And many of them, I still have great uh, conversations with the moms. They all tell me the one thing that I learned is just ask these questions, stay involved, because that's exactly how you're going to find out what is going on at school when you're not there. And it's very important. It's very important that you do stay aware and know what the children, who their friends are, what they're playing, um, the conversations they're having. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, Everything that goes on at home, the children are going to come home and share. Not just at circle time or at morning meeting. And I did morning meeting even with my fourth graders. So not just at morning meeting, but with their friends out on the playground. And then those friends go home and share with their family. So this is where being a part of a team is so important. And if you know who your team members are, you know what each team member needs or how you can support them. So I hope that this has been helpful for this week. Um, Please tune back next week as I give you more tips and we'll be at Labor Day. Also, do check out the blog. I have updated it, amigasicafe.com. I have updated it, put some new posts, and I'm going to continue to work on it this week, adding about summer vacation. And I'm thinking, because I've had so many people ask me, I'm probably going to do a review of some of the summer stuff that I did. I did include fun information about free admission days to some museums. So that's on the blog check it out and if you can subscribe to the podcast and leave me a review these reviews help others find out about the show and it just further promotes it so thank you for everyone who has sent me dms and told me they have picked up on tips from the podcast i truly appreciate your time and look forward for next week's episode thank you